Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello and welcome, this is Susan, and I am so happy you're here today. This is a special production and kind of an unusual production of our podcast because I just did an amazing webinar. It was called Making Confident Offers Crash Course. And the content, if I must say so myself, was so good that I really wanted to share it with you. Plus, I also promised a lot of people that if they registered, they get the replay. And you know how it is with replays sometimes. You don't have time to sit down and watch a replay. So I thought, what the heck? Let's put it out as a podcast and kill two birds with one stone. So I really hope that you enjoy this special episode, Making Confident Offers. It's really good. Let me know what you think after you have a chance to listen and have a great day. All right. So here's the thing, guys. This is, and I promised this in the, I think one of the emails that I sent, I promised a mic, at least one mic drop moment. And this is the first one. And I'm not kidding you. This is really big. Do you realize that people want to buy from you? It is human nature to want to become a better version of ourselves. We were born to transform. And here's why. Because when you're transforming, getting stronger, getting um, you know, smarter, you are safer. And we are built to survive as a human species. And so one thing that you have to really think about when you think about making offers or going into a sales consult is that the person on the other line is there because they want to buy something from you. Have you ever thought about that? Hi, Stephanie. Have you ever thought about that when you're going into a consult, you know, that kind of queasy little feeling you get in your stomach? Oh, hope I don't, hope, oh, I hope I don't mess this up. I don't know if they're going to think I'm pushy or salesy or, you know, they might not like what I have. They might not. But here's the thing, guys. They are there for you to influence them into understanding why they need what you have. And just, and here's why I consider this a mic drop moment, because if you can go into any conversation Knowing that the person you're talking to is looking for something to make their life better, it just lowers the bar a little bit on the uneasiness that can sometimes consume us. 
when we go into these conversations. So that's just, I wanted to put it out there. I think it's an important underpinning in everything that we're going to be talking about today. Because if, if someone comes to you and they want to buy, then all you have to do is be really good at making offers, confident offers that show value, that show why you should be the one. All right. So before we get started on the making confident offers, you notice on page, and I'm going to share with you the exact page of the workbook. Page two, it says decision dynamics at the top. It's right after the graphic of the four pillars we're going to be covering. And we'll go there in a minute. But I want to go through something that I think will help you understand what a human person, a brain has to go through the six steps. It absolutely has to be able to go through in order for that person to say yes to you. If you don't cross off, check off any one of these six steps, they are not able to get to the decision. They're just not. Okay. So that the reason I thought it was important to share this is that this is part of what we will be talking about during those four pillars of the um, of the making confident offers conversation we're going to have today. So it's called decision dynamics. It's on page two of your workbook. If you want to fill this out and take notes, I think you will really appreciate it. Um, here's what I want you to think about as you are um, as you are working your way through the decision dynamic process. Okay. I want, has anybody ever watched QVC home shopping network? Okay. I, I thought so. Kristen, you might be a little young for this, but it's still on and it's time. Lori Grenier, Grenier is making millions and billions of dollars from it. So I still think it's, it's relevant. But have you ever sat down and just turned it on? Maybe you couldn't sleep. That's me. I can't sleep. But you come to it and you see something. You're like, oh, jewelry. Oh, oh, that looks interesting. Okay. I'll just watch this for a second. And the very first thing that goes through your mind when you are thinking about buying something is, ooh, do I want that? Do I, re do I want it? So when I see jewelry, when I see bling bling, girlfriends, I want, <laughs> I really want, I love, I love shiny, fun things like that. Everyone has their own thing, right? Everybody has the thing that makes them stop. Some people, I used to be a car person and I would see a car go by and I'd be like, whoa, oh my God, I want that. I want that. Right. Not so much anymore, but everybody's got something that makes them stop. And I call it like the drool factor, just like a little dots of drool come down just a tiny little bit. So you want something, you see it on QVC, you see it in the road, you see it in a store, you want it. Your customers are listening to you talk about the things that you offer them and they have to have that want factor. Now, what brings a want factor? Sometimes it's preferences. It's like, ooh, yeah, I like it. Sometimes it's more sensible things. But I'll tell you what really, it's like how you see yourself. It's your identity. It's who you are in the world that connects this, this want, <laughs> okay? But that's kind of surface level. So the next thing that goes through your mind, let's go back to QVC. I'm watching QVC. I'm like, ooh, I want that. That's a really pretty necklace. 
What's the next words that go through my mind? Do I need that? I mean, do I really? I've got a closet, a jewelry chest full of necklaces. Do I need that necklace? All right, guys, let's just say that the Home Shopping Network and QVC have done an amazing job at cultivating why you need this. They go beyond wanting it. Like if you, I'm sorry, but if I sit with it in front of that TV channel for very long, I'm, I'm whipping out my credit card and it's because I've gone through this process and it's like, yup, I need it. Oh, I've got that event coming up. Oh yeah. That would be perfect with that dress. I'd be, you know, Oh, I deserve, Oh, I deserve it. I deserve it. I need it. I deserve it. Right. So your people, let's, let's take it to your business and to what you all do. Your people, every time they look at something that you are creating to communicate with them, it could be marketing, it could be a lead magnet, it could be postings, it could be, it could be in a conversation with you. If they don't clearly see not only that they want what you have to offer, they need what you're offering, they're not going to be able to go the full distance and actually um, buy anything from you. So that's like table stakes, guys. Table stakes. Once someone has convinced themselves that what you truly have is important, relevant, and valuable to them, then unfortunately, and this doesn't happen so much with QVC, they're very crafty at how they keep you tied in uh, through timers. Don't leave the channel. It's going to be, oh, it's almost gone. It's almost gone. It's almost gone. Right. But in our situation where our buyers have a lot of, a lot of choices, the next thing that goes through their mind is what are my choices? If I am going to buy this product or program, or services, whatever it is that you're offering, the next thing that they're going to ask is, okay, I think I need it. I'm, I, I know I want it. I think I need it. But if I'm going to spend money on it, what are my choices? Wah, wah. <laughs> so unfortunately, you have to be very crafty at doing a couple things once they get to this step. So you've got the choices what you have to do is help them understand what are the differences in all of their choices that they have. So what's the difference between you and the other options that they have? And I'm going to pause right here and, and bring up something to the table, because in some cases, you all might be thinking about other people who do the same thing or other people who offer the same products or other places they can get what you offer. And that is one that's definitely something you have to differentiate yourself. You have to show how you are a little bit different in a way that means something to them. But do you know that one of your biggest competitions or the competition for is status quo? They decide to do nothing. They decide not to make a change. Kyle, you can appreciate that, right? They're like, okay, I've been doing this one way and I'm just going to keep doing it this way. 
or I've lived this long without it. I think I can, I think I can muddle my way through without it. Status quo or no change is about 60% of the reason of the number of people who don't say yes to you, 60% of them fall into that category. They don't change to anybody. They don't do anything. They stick with their behaviors. The reason this is, is because people, as much as they want to grow and transform and become better, they also have this innate need to um, conserve energy and not take risks. They, they, again, another part of survival is don't run out of energy. you got to, you know, if there's a tiger chasing me and Megan, I just need to know I need to run a little faster than Megan. I don't need to kill myself. I just need to run a little faster than Megan. <laughs> Sorry, love bug. <laughs> we'll put somebody else between you, the tiger and, and uh, us. But conserving energy is huge. And that's why a lot of times you will hear crickets after you've made an offer or after you've invited them to take the next step with you. It becomes something where they're like, they, they actually, what happens with status quo is they go back up here and they say, do I really need that? I mean, really need it? So this, this baby, even though you think you've checked it off, there's always the risk that they might go back to that last level and boom, you've lost them. All right. So once, once this nasty thought goes into their head, what are the differences? And you have conversations. If you're lucky enough, they're saying, Hey, listen, I like what you have. I, I really think I need it. I'm thinking about this or this, and I need to understand what, what, what are, what are the differences that matter to me? Okay. So there's a lot of differences. And I saw this, I see this a lot more with men. And I'm going to put it this way. They like to beat their chests and talk about how great they are. Us women are not really in that track, but they like to be like, well, I've been around for blah, 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 blah. And I've done this and I've blah, 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 blah. And if you aren't talking about differences that matter to them, then the difference shouldn't even be talked about. So you have to understand what is valuable to this person. What is your differentiator? that will make a difference in them feeling safe to make a change. Because once again, I'm going to go back. This is all about survival. And if they make a bad decision and they come to you and they do what you're asking them to do, and it doesn't go well, that is a very unsafe position. So the differences that you connect to them that are the strongest are the ones that make them feel the safest that you were, you are the person who can get them from where they were right now to where they want to go. You're the one who can do it in a way that they really can see the path forward. And they're like, I get it. I can see this. You're my person. So when it comes down to these three things, this is about knowing who your person is to a very deep degree about having really great questions that help you understand how they're evaluating, what's the most important thing for them, what will make them feel safe knowing that you can overcome those things and connecting to them in a way that's really deep. And that's all done through really great sales conversations. All right.
Have you noticed what hasn't come up yet in making a buying decision? What? Go ahead. The price. That's right. Isn't that funny? I cannot tell you how many women I coach that are like, oh, I think my prices are too high. Oh, I got to lower my prices. It's like, no, 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 no. Charge what you are worth. Charge within reason of what's, you know, uh, market priced, right? But if you can do all of these things and have them come to closure on these things, I have heard, I have heard people say, well, just tell me how much it is. Like, what, where do we, where do we get started? How do we get started here? It doesn't even matter. Like this is because in their mind they have connected so much value to everything that you have helped them through that the price becomes almost inconsequential. Almost. So what's the lesson for us here when we're making an offer? And we get our little bellies in a twitch because that's time to talk about price. You need to know where you are in this process. Where are they? And this is why I wanted to have this page in the workbook for you, because as you're having a sales conversation and you're getting ready to connect the dots, make the offer, you know, take them to the next step. I really want you to start listening for the questions that they're asking you, which will be very uh, telling on where they might be stuck in that decision dynamics, okay? It's a really great tool. If you do even just your next few, um, your next few consults, um, connections, offers, just as you're asking questions, kind of have this in the back of your mind or on your desk and ask yourself, where are they, where might they getting, be getting stuck? All right. So that is decision dynamics. I wanted you to have that so that, uh, again, as you're making offers, you really are being cognizant of where your person is in their mind around closing this. So then if we think about where we're headed today in the um, making confident offers uh, conversation, all right, there are actually four pillars that we're going to go through, and they are also in your book in this order. And if this slide is too small, if you have us in gallery view and you were to put me in speaker view, thank you very much, um, that will make it a little bit larger for you um, to see. So here's the thing that I believe in order to help your help your people go through the decision dynamics, but also to help them be able to see that you are the clearest, the absolute clearest. There's kind of four places that I want you to think about increasing your effectiveness, your skills, and possibly the processes that you're using today. All right. And the outcome of digging into these four pillars is that you will be more concise in how you communicate your value. All right. I won't go forward. I'm going to just stay on the board and then I'm going to move forward. Okay. You'll be more concise. You will also be more compelling. All right. So um, when you have sales conversations, we'll talk about how you can command the audience. Like you can be the leader of that conversation and bring them along with you because they are, you're speaking their language 
and they are so compelled at what you're talking about that they're moving along that spectrum with you. The third thing that I really want you to think about and we'll dig into is being creative in how you put your offers together. There is so much noise in the marketplace, guys. If you aren't, if you are not sharing what you have for them in a way that is irresistible, like there has to be a wow factor to it, really hard to get people to move forward because they have so many choices in everything that we do. The last part is around (laughs) being and staying connected during a sales conversation or when you're making an offer. And what I mean by that is, and you've all probably had it happen, you're having a nice conversation with someone and all of a sudden there's this little chirping in your head, this voice in your head that starts talking to you. And maybe or maybe not, you're going to pay a little bit of attention to it, right? It's like, oh, I don't think she wants what I have. Okay. I am doing such a bad job here. I don't even know what to say next. I think she thinks I'm salesy or pushy right now. Like that voice, you know, that voice, it comes up. And the more you listen or tune in to that voice, which is hard not to, but you can, but the more you listen to it, the more disconnected you get to your person you're talking to and they can feel it. I'm not kidding you. They can feel it. Um, And so learning how to manage your sales mindset and be able to really stay focused throughout the conversation and not give into that inner voice is the ticket for you to um, round out the four areas of making offers that are important. All right. All right. So let's lead into being concise. Oh my gosh, you guys, a confused buyer cannot buy. And when we are communicating with the people that we want to have um, as clients, there is something about needing to tell them everything. Like, and, and, and I'll just give you, I'll just give you a really quick you might recognize this. I've done it. Okay. So somebody said you, you get into a call with somebody, you ask a, Hey, so it's good to have you here. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what you're, what, what's on your mind, why we connected today. And they give you, um, you know, maybe a couple minute explanation of what brought on there. And you caught something that you're like, Oh, this is good. This, this is going to be a great fit. And you're off to the races off to the races. It's like, awesome. I can help you with that so much. Here's the things that I do. And 10 minutes later, their eyes are glazed over and they're like, oh God, how fast can I get out of here? How fast? So you've confused them. You have talked about things that are not important to them. And it's, it's a true skill to be able to say less and impact more. And it's through messaging. It's through really understanding like who your ideal client is. What is that want and need factor? Like what is it that's on their mind that they want more than anything else in the world? And then how can you just connect that little bit of what you've got to say specifically to getting them through those first two steps in the decision dynamics? That is a 
amazing skill to have. It's around creating a value proposition that is strong. It's about asking great questions and understanding like what's really important to them. And then make your statements in a, in a, in a way that's not frenetic or like vomit <laughs> all over them. Sorry, bad phrase, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. So definitely learning how to create statements. So the, the, what I usually will guide my people on is to have a sheet within when you're making your offers and you're in consults with people, have a sheet just like that decision dynamics. It says, what is it that they want? What is it that they need more than anything else? And how can I just talk about one or two things to bring it back to what it is they want and need? So I'll give you an example of how, just from my perspective as a business coach, I believe that one of the reasons people come into the Success Club and, and do work with me is because they don't have, they're like not sure exactly about how to go about creating funnels or creating their messaging or creating whatever it is that they need to communicate. And they've tried little things, little programs, but they had nobody to turn to in order to effectively complete the job. And so one of the things when I hear that, it's like, what have you tried in the past? And I'm like, well, I tried this program. I tried that. I tried doing it by myself. I tried reading this book. It's like all good attempts for sure. But who do you turn to when you hit a wall? Do you have someone to turn to? And that all of a sudden gets us into a new part of the conversation. It's like, what if you had somebody who could walk you through it when you had a question? Oh, that would be different. Okay, great. That's, that's what you would receive from us, right? So you go, you understand by asking questions, you tie in a little bit of what you do to how it would solve and answer that question for them. And then you move on to something else. You go back to what else is it that they need, right? It's like this circular path that way that you make through your sales conversations so that it's always them at the forefront with you as the supporting you know, pillar underneath them in order for them to get what they're looking for. I hope that makes sense. So that is making a part of making confident offers is learning how to have great messaging and understand how to connect yourself in a way that um, is as brief as possible, but powerful. The next thing I want you to learn how to do engage is how compelling are you during your sales conversations. And this is what I mean. Have you ever, have you ever been part of a conversation where you were just dying for someone to take the lead? Like you, you wanted them to be the leader of the conversation, to drive the bus, but you found yourself floundering because they were not sure what pathway they wanted to go down or they would go somewhere and you're like, why are we going over there? What's going on with this, right? It's like, it's very um, dis disconcerting to someone when they are in a call with you, a conversation or a, um, a sales consult and you aren't taking the reins. I want you to become like a sales ninja, like to have a framework that says, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to accomplish it. Here's the pathway that we're going to go on and let's go. I've got you here, right? So people want to be led. They want to feel safe with you. 
and they really want to know that you've got their back. Um, if you've ever, if, and here's the last part of that, it happens, here's what I see with most sales conversations. They start out really strong. The easy part starts out strong. It's like, oh, let's get to know each other a little bit. Let me ask you a few questions. Everything's all good. But where the wheels fall off the wagon is when it's time to make that offer, to actually jump the broom <laughs> from, okay, we're friends here and we're just having a nice chat into here's my recommendation for you. That's where the leader energy starts to diminish just a little bit. And you become, uh, and part of it is because of what I was talking about a little bit earlier, where your mindset starts to um, erode that energy. And so you have to back it up a little bit and make certain that you are the one in charge of the conversation. That's another, actually, that's another um, telltale symptom is if you've lost control of the conversation, they start calling the shots on what's next. They start leading you in this direction or that direction or asking this question and asking that question. And when you get to that point, that's when you realize, oh gosh, I, I'm out of control now. I'm not sure where to head with this. And they're really making me anxious and nervous. <laughs> so it's this snowball effect that happens. So in having a framework, a very defined framework on how you're going to move through sales conversation is really critical. Um, if you, uh, if anybody has done getting to yes faster, there is something within getting to yes faster that is around how you can lead a conversation through that is really helpful. So I, I would say I'd point you to that resource, but, um, having framework is probably one of the most important things for you to do before you go into a sales call so that you can keep that leader energy. All right. We're heading into the one that I think happens to be, um, I won't say the most problematic, but it shows up for the most people, right? It can be solved fairly quickly, but if your offers are not something that your customers are going, oh my gosh, that's, you're kidding. All of that is included that like, that's amazing. Wow. The wow factor with your offers today more than ever is non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. We're on the bell curve. We're on, we are on the back side of the bell curve of online businesses um, coming into the market, right? In the beginning, there weren't a lot, there weren't a lot, there weren't a lot. Then it peaked out. And now there are so many that if you don't, if you aren't able to communicate your value and to make an offer that is indistinguished or that is distinguished from others, you're not able to get people's attention. They're not able to come to a decision in their decision dynamics around what are the differences. So clearly differentiating yourself in that, what are my choices area? And really taking a look at how do I communicate my offer? Here's the, here's the thing that, um, that I see a lot of times. Well, how do you, how can I work with you? The client will say, well, how can I work with you? Oh, well, it's just on an hourly basis. You know, you can, you can hire me for X number of dollars per hour and we'll figure out what we need. That's one of the like, oh no, we're trading time for money. That's a horrible thing. Then the next level is, well, 
we can do a four week engagement for X number of dollars and you get one hour of a time with me each week um, and a workbook, right? Or something like that. It's like, okay, that's everywhere. How, how is that different from what they're hearing? So the question is, how can you create an offer? How can you engage people in what you have so that they look at it and they are simply amazed? Like, wow, wow, you're going to take care of me. goes back to that safety factor again, guys. goes back to, if I can get this anywhere, like who makes me feel the safest? Where's the place I get the most bang for my buck? And it's in how you communicate your offer that they find this safety and they find the wow factor. Here's the other thing. Um, being prepared to have something that's called a value ladder. All right. So when you are making an offer to someone and you put your best offer out on the table and you talk about it, you talk about the value that's there for them, why that's the best thing for them to, to have. And they're still hesitant for a very valid reason. Like you're not able to overcome the objection. It's logical, not emotional. Then you want to have a downsell offer, something that's an easier yes for them to come in and do a taste. Like I want an appetizer before I decide on the whole meal. So having your offers, that's what a value ladder is, is you've got a core offer You've got a downsell offer or an appetizer offer, and then you also have your highest level offers. And being able to move between these offers in a way that fits where your conversation is going with your buyer is truly magical. No one size fits everyone for the most part. Having that as the, you know, instead of saying, oh, well, sorry, I can't help you today. Maybe I'll check back with you. You're like, well, how about this? What if you were to start here and then we could get to know each other. You could enjoy the value of this and this is what it would be. And that will take you one step closer to ultimately getting what you want. Would that be an option, right? So learning how to position the alternative offers or the, um, the other offers that are on your value ladder is truly a game changer when it comes to increasing your conversion rates. Here's the other thing about that is that there's something called a lifetime value of your client. And if you have a pathway, okay, so in essence, it's not just a value ladder, but it's actually a pathway of how people work with you and what's next and what's next and what's next. It is so much easier to move people along that pathway than it is to go out and find a brand new client that you don't have a relationship with. So what is your lifetime value roadmap for a client? Because that's another strategic business move for you to have as you're going in to make these offers, you know exactly where you want to start with this person beyond a shadow of a doubt. And then you move them one step at a time with you. So offers, how you structure your offer and how creative you are in creating a wow factor. And I'm not talking about like killing yourself or putting so much in that you're not even making money, but 
you'd be amazed at what people find of value that is very low cost to you, very low cost. But it always has to be tied to what is it that they want more than anything else? How can I make them feel safe in getting it? And if you can do that with your offers in a creative way, that goes a long way in the decision dynamics of seeing you as the safe choice because the differences you're offering to them matter. Alrighty. The last step that we just have to talk about here um, is the mindset. You guys know this is like my dial just went through my book study with me. Thank God. I, I loved having you there. Um, this is what, oh shit is all about. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm in sales. I had no idea, but you start a business and you have to become really cognizant of what's going on in your mindset that might or might not connect you to your person. It is so evident um, when someone is talking to you and they're not present, they're in their head and your buyers can smell it on you. You know, when, when you start your mindset is not, and I call it clean selling, you know, your mindset is in a place where you're diminished energy. You're like going, Oh, I don't know if this is the right next thing to say. It is, it is so evident. Um, and it will disconnect you from your people faster than anything else. Um, when I talk about helping women, um, in, in, in the success collaborative, I will say that 80%, they can know what to do. We talk about skills. We talk about processes, right? We can do all the stuff, but if you don't have a clean mindset, none of this is going to work. So 80% of your success in growing your business is operating from a clean mind and managing, managing what's happening in there um, so that you can be creative, stay connected, have compelling conversations. It's all the pillars, all the pillars are there for you if you're able to stay clean in your mindset. And I have to say there is a very, I'm pretty partial to the way that I, I work through mindset with my people. It is a proven model that hundreds of thousands of people have used and have had enormous success, not just in selling. Once you know the sales mindset reset model, you can use it in any area of your life, any area of your life and get great success. Woo, I feel like I've just talked a dog off a meat wagon. <laughs> that is the four pillars of the um, making confident offers. And I'm gonna go back to the beginning screen. I hope you've been taking really good notes. I'm gonna go back to the beginning screen and I'm gonna ask you this question. When it comes to making confident offers, what area do you think you have the biggest challenge in? How does it show up for you in your business? Let's have a, a conversation. If you're willing to come off mic and, um, or come off mute and, all right, so after that, it, we went into some great coaching. I'm not kidding you. We had some women who are really willing to open up and share the challenges they're having when it comes to making confident offers. 
It was a really good session. So I wish you could be there. Um, I hope that you enjoy and get value from the teaching that you heard in this podcast. There's also a link on my website, unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com, the podcast page. I will put the link to the full video replay. So if you wanted to see what I was sharing on my slides or writing on the um, flip chart, you'd be able to have a chance to take a look at that. Although I'm pretty sure you could get a lot of value even without that resource. But head on over there, take a look at that. And also, I did make an offer at the end. And it is a really good offer because I don't spend that much time with people four hours one-on-one -on -one over the course of a few weeks developing their own strategy for uh, moving forward in making offers and such. It is, that's a lot of time at a very, very inexpensive rate. So it's the last time I'm going to be able to offer it. And I really hope that a lot of people take me up on it as many as I can fit into my calendar anyway. So head on over to unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check out the show notes for all of the rest of the information. And until we meet again, I hope you have an amazing week. You go get them girls. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.